Easter is a day of celebration. It's a day to rejoice. This is a happy time. We get to, to celebrate the greatest miracle that God ever performed. Think about it, and we realize that Jesus' resurrection affects Christians at our very core. It defines who we are. And with that in mind, I want us to, to think together about because he lives. David already sang that for us this morning. I want us to continue to think along those, those lines. What does it mean that he lives and what difference does that make? To help us with that, we're, gonna, we're going to return to John chapter 14. As you know, for the last few weeks, we've been talking about a series in the upper room. We've been looking at some of the things that Jesus said and some of the things he did with his disciples that night as he prepared them for his time at the cross. And he prepared them for uh, taking over his ministry and continuing all that he had come to do. Believe it or not, he also prepared them for Easter. And that's what I want us to look at this morning. We're in John chapter 14, and I want to invite your attention to verse 18. If you have your Bible there handy, look with me in John chapter 14 at verse 18. He says, I will not leave you as orphans. Remember, he'd already told them that he was leaving, and, and that would have just really shocked these guys because they had committed themselves to following him, and they had been listening, from, listening to him and learning from him. Uh, their, their whole lives were wrapped up in him and his ministry, and now he's leaving. They were shocked for sure. But in the midst of that shock, remember how he calmed them and assured them that even though I have to go, I'm going to send you another helper. The Holy Spirit, he was saying, would come and be with them. And so here he says, I will not leave you as orphans. I have to leave, but I won't leave you alone. The Holy Spirit will be here with you. But then he gives them even another level, a deeper level, a more powerful level, if you can believe it, of comfort. Because he not only says, I won't leave you as orphans, he says, I will come to you. I will come to you. There is a promise that, guys, I have to leave right now, but we will be back together. I will come to you. And then he says in verse 19, yet a little while and the world will see me no more. He once again was, was uh, thinking about his crucifixion that was going to happen the very next morning. He knew that he was on his way to the cross at Calvary. And he knew that he would die there. He knew that in his death, he would say goodbye to the world and the world would celebrate. So he says to them, in a little while, the world will see me no more. But then he comes back with that powerful promise again, and he says, but you will see me. You guys, I'm going to die, and the world will say goodbye to me, but I'm coming back to you. I will see you again. Man, what a great promise. And surely they didn't completely understand it. We can only understand it because we've already experienced his resurrection. We've already experienced Easter. So now we can look back at it and, and more fully understand what he's saying. 
But he says, I, the world's not going to see me anymore, but you will see me. And then he says, because I live, you also will live. Because I live, he said. So I want us to think together, what does it mean? Because he lives. What we're going to find in this text and some other New Testament passages, we find that we have some great blessings because he lives. And I want to show you those this morning. And the first one that comes to mind is healing. Healing. He, he said to them um, in the last part of that, that verse, he says, because I live, you also will live. He speaks of his own life in present tense because he lives now, but also because he will live again after the resurrection. For him, all of that is one experience. He has already committed to it, and he knows he's going to die. He knows he's going to come back to life. He knows he's going to ascend to be at the, at the right hand of the Father. And so he speaks of all of that in, in the present tense, but he speaks to them about a future tense. Something is going to change in their lives. He says they're going to come to life in a way that they've never experienced before. There will be healing and wholeness in their lives because he lives. Easter is all about coming to life. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6 at verse 14, it says that God raised the Lord and will also raise up us by his power. Because he lives, you can live he says, because I live, you also will live. So healing is one of the things that he brings, one of the blessings that we experience because he lives. Another one that we experience because he lives is hope. Boy, there's a lot of hope wrapped up in that verse. They, they have just heard that he's leaving. They've just heard that one of them is going to betray him. They've just heard that one of them is going to deny him. And if they ever needed hope, it was at that moment. And so he says to them, yet a little while, the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Man, he gives them great hope. And then he says, because I live, you're going to find real life as well. That's tremendous hope. That hope that was experienced by those disciples made a huge impact on Peter. He was there as he heard those words. And later, he wrote in, in his epistle, 1 Peter chapter 1 at verse 3, he wrote this beautiful uh, benediction. It's, it's, it's almost like a doxology. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Because Jesus came back to life, Peter learned, and you and I must know this morning, that we have hope. Folks, I know this is a difficult time. People all over the globe are concerned, confused, fearful. People all over the globe are, are wondering what happens next. What does tomorrow hold? 
It seems like every day there's another press conference where we get a different take on all this. We, we get different instructions. We, we, get, we get a different plan. It seems like the, everything is changing around us and it's such a chaotic time. But friends, remember that even in this difficult time, Jesus is still alive. And because of his resurrection, because he lives, we have hope even in these days. We have hope for tomorrow. Just like the song says, when the Gaithers wrote the words, they wrote them so beautifully. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives. We have a great hope because he lives. We also have holiness. Let me show you what I mean by that. We have holiness because he lives. In Romans chapter 4 at verse 25, uh, Paul speaks of Jesus our Lord who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. That word justification means to be made holy, to be made right with God. In other words, Jesus died for our trespasses, our sins, but he rose for our holiness. In his resurrection, there is the power to make us right with God. Because he lives, we can be right with God. Because he lives, we have healing, we have hope, we have holiness, and we have happiness. Happiness. In this same context, in the, in the same uh, uh, evening in which Jesus is meeting with those disciples in the upper room, we go to chapter 16 at verse 19, and in chapter 16, beginning at 19, it says, Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him, so he said to them, is this what you're asking yourselves, what I meant by saying, a little while and you will not see me, and again a little while you will see me. In other words, Jesus knows what they're thinking even though they haven't said anything. He knows what they're thinking. So he says, guys, is this what you're asking yourselves inside your own heads? Is this what you're asking? Are you asking what I meant when I said that a little while you'll not see me and again in a little while you will see me? I'll bet that's what you're asking, isn't it? And then he kind of says, well, let me clear that up for you. So in verse 20, he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. He says, guys, very soon, in just a few hours, 
You are going to be sorrowful. You're going to grieve. You're going to lament. You're going to hurt. While the rest of the world celebrates. They're going to throw a party being happy that I'm dying. The world will rejoice when Jesus is crucified. But he says to his disciples, I know that you're going to hurt. But guys, listen, your sorrow is going to turn into joy. And a couple of verses later, he clarified it even more. He said, you have sorrow now, but I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice and no one will take your joy from you. He says, I know I got to die, guys, but listen, I'm going to come back to you. And you're going to sorrow. You're going to be sad when I die. But then you're going to rejoice big time when I get to come back and be with you again. And folks, that's what Easter should be. It should be a celebration. It's a time of joy. He says, I'm coming back to be with you. Imagine their grief on that, on, on that Thursday night as he said these things that troubled them. Imagine their grief on that Friday night after watching him die that cruel, awful, horrible death. Imagine their grief on Saturday night as they have gathered in fear somewhere, perhaps the upper room again. We don't know where they're hanging out, but they, they're hanging out together in fear, just waiting to see what's going to happen next and who might come after them. But imagine their joy on Sunday when he appears to them in that room where they're hiding in fear. He shows up. And he says, guys, I told you I'd come back. Check my scars. Check my, my side. This is really me. In John chapter 20 at verse 19, that's recorded for us. It says, on the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. He told them this would happen. Back on Thursday night, he said, you're going to grieve, but then you'll be joyful. And now here it is on Sunday night. And sure enough, John recorded it for us. The disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Because he lives, you can have joy in life. Because he lives, there's no more fear, no more deep sorrow that, that cannot be calmed, no more guilt for even these guys. What did he say? Peace be with you. He brings joy and peace, and that's reason to rejoice. As a matter of fact, that's reason to yell, he is risen. So because he lives... We have healing and hope, holiness, happiness, and we have heaven. We have heaven. In Philippians chapter 3, beginning at verse 20, 
It says, but our citizenship is in heaven. In other words, this is not our home. This crazy place where crazy things happen, this crazy place where people get sick, where people die, where people are afraid, this place that has fallen and messed up, just like that, messed up and mixed up, this is not our home. Believers, those who have trusted in Christ, brothers and sisters, our citizenship is in heaven, according to Philippians 3, verse 20. Continuing in that text, it says, and from it we await a Savior, meaning heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven, and from heaven we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body. By the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. In other words, one of these days, he's coming back for us. He promised the disciples that night in the upper room, guys, I have to go, but I'm going to come back for you. And now his promise to us is the same. One of these days, he's going to come back from heaven and he's going to come back for us. And when he comes back for us, he's going to transform our lowly, messed up bodies out of this lowly, messed up, mixed up world. And we're going to become like him with glorious bodies. He can do that by the power that enables him to even subject all things to himself. Because he lives, friends, you can live forever. There's one more blessing that I want you to see. You can't get through Easter without seeing this blessing. Because he lives, we have healing, hope, holiness, happiness, heaven, and we have him. He's not on the cross. That's why when you see the cross that that represents So much of Christianity, that cross is empty on purpose because he's not there. You look in the tomb today and that tomb is empty because he's not there. The scripture makes it clear and the Holy Spirit reveals it to us that our Lord Jesus Christ came back to life in order that he might glorify the Father. And he now, through the person of the Holy Spirit, is with us every day. One of the great blessings of Easter is that we have him. You see, if he had died on that cross and then they had buried him in that tomb and that was the end of the story, we would not have him today. If he had died and been buried and it was over and done, no one would have him But we know that wasn't the end of the story. We know he did come back to life. He did return to the Father. And he now fills us with his Holy Spirit, his presence in the Spirit. And one of these days he's going to come back in a visible, physical way to take us to the home prepared for us. We have him. In this, in this upper room experience, we had to see the text, the, the verses that I shared with you. We had to see in there this awesome Easter message. I will not leave you as orphans. 
I will come to you. Yet a little while the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live, you also will live. Because he lives, you can live with him. No wonder we celebrate Easter. It brings us all these wonderful, beautiful, powerful blessings. Blessings that we could not live without. Friends, because he lives, you need never be alone. Because he lives, you need never face condemnation. Because he lives, you need not fear. Because he lives, you can live in peace. Because he lives, you can live in hope. Because he lives, you can live in joy. Because he lives, you can live in freedom. Because he lives, you can live forever. That's worth celebrating.